0: Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. Do you find yourself fighting for a relationship that you believe is unhealthy, toxic, manipulative? Maybe you even know that it's abusive, but you desperately cling to it out of a sense of fear, obligation, or even guilt. The thought of leaving causes intense anxiety and panic in you. The inability to breathe, to think, to function. This panic is only calmed by the thought of connecting with your seemingly abusive partner again. Why is this? What's wrong with me? My feelings feel so irrational and I can't explain it. I can't even make sense out of it myself. Just please. Don't take my security away. These feelings are a clear sign of being trauma bonded. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast, and thank you so much for joining me today. It's one thing to fight for a marriage because you believe in the sanctity of marriage. There is nothing wrong with that. You believe that it's the right thing to do. You believe that it's healthy for your kids. You believe that your partner is fighting for it too and that there's hope in this. You see progress, growth. You see healthy development in both of you. It is perfectly fine to cling to that marriage and fight for it. However, a marriage that is emotionally, mentally, sexually, financially, psychologically, or any other way abusive, this is not okay. People who are in healthy marriages dealing with the normal ups and downs of a relationship do not find themselves, for starters, listening to this podcast. They don't find themselves connecting with the words that I'm saying. They don't Google things such as, why is my spouse so mean to me? Or why are they mean to the kids? Or why do their words hurt so much? Why do I feel so empty? There is a massive difference between a marriage that is say disappointing and one that is destructive one is worth fighting for and growing in but the other is not in fact the more you fight the worse the abuse gets and now let's talk about trauma bonding this is fighting for that abusive marriage how does that happen the body's reaction to the beginning of a relationship is quite strong The dopamine hits are extreme. The feelings of intense romantic love activate the reward regions of your brain. And narcissistic people are known for strong love bombing. This creates this euphoric state in you, their target. You find yourself consumed by thoughts of this individual, craving their time and attention. And for a covert narcissist, they feed off of this. They encourage it, showering you with excessive and nonstop attention. But as you become completely hooked on this intensely rewarding relationship, they now interject some unexpected adversity. It's so completely shocking to your system when it first appears and you crave the return of that euphoric stage the honeymoon phase as so many people call it and in a panicked state you work frantically to find that place again to get your dopamine fix that makes it all better a covert narcissist changes their behavior like turning on hot and cold faucets they shower you with excessive attention and affection only to abruptly withdraw from you or even mistreat you with harsh and cruel words. Then, as though though it never happened, they return magically back to that flowering attention. This back-and-forth behavior is called intermittent reinforcement. When you're doing your Googling research, look that up. You find yourself in an abusive world often. and In fact, it, it grows as you go deeper into the relationship. So you find yourself in an abusive situation more often than not, and you get sprinkles of this amazing affection. And you cling to that. I've called it breadcrumbs in my previous episodes, but this cycle creates a powerful biochemical and psychological addiction. The harder you have to work for a hit of pleasantry, the stronger the dopamine rush and its effect. Let me explain what I mean by that. If you you could have chocolate all the time, and it was just not that big of a deal. It wouldn't create much of a, of a positive reaction inside of you. But if you really do like this chocolate and you can only get it on special occasions, when those special occasions happen, it would have a bigger effect on you. It would be so much more rewarding. So the harder you have to work for that pleasant response inside of you, the stronger the dopamine rush and its effect. The times of positive attention and affection with a covert narcissist become more and more rare, but you crave them more and more. It's an addiction, and you are hooked. Research has shown that the effect of romantic love on the human brain is very similar to the effect of a drug addiction. Relationships that are filled with adversity in particular activate the same portion of your brain's reward system as someone who is addicted to cocaine. Listen to what I'm saying. The relationships that are filled with this uh, on and off, hot and cold nature, the intermittent reinforcement, they activate the same parts of your brain as someone who is going through a drug addiction to cocaine. So when you are struggling so hard to get out of this relationship or to let them go and you're thinking something's wrong with you, please know that you are going through withdrawal symptoms. This is an addiction. You will need some time, some healing, some space, some tender, loving self-care. Intermittent reinforcement is one of the most powerful ways that covert narcissists create that trauma bond with you. But it isn't the only way. Another tactic that they use is creating chaos. They manufacture it right out of thin air. They use this as a way to gain leverage over you. They dominate your attention, continuously stirring the drama. Let's say you walk away from a conversation with your friend that, and there were no issues in that conversation, no adversity, no problems. But your partner says to you, Hey, I can't believe how they talk to you. What? There was no problem. And in in your head, this comment actually surprises you. What are you talking about? But they insist. She was so rude. Does she usually think that, you know, you're that, that you're that stupid? Does she usually think, you know, that she can talk to you that way? Well, this comes out of nowhere, but now you're debating in your head or debating with your partner about the behavior of your friend. And the chaos can go on for quite some time, all the while your attention and energy are actually focused now on your partner. They're creating drama where drama didn't exist. They make it, you know, they make blatantly inappropriate comments or false claims against you, stirring up all sorts of frustration. Are you eating another piece of pie? I know you really worry about your weight. Or maybe they say, you know, you really should spend more time with your kids. I'm afraid they think that you don't want them. Now, I want to add that these comments come out of nowhere. They carry no validity. And you can be very athletic and in shape, but yet they're telling you you're eating another piece of pie? You can have a great relationship with your kids and just have spent a whole day together and they're telling you, well, I'm afraid that they're going to think you don't want them. These comments blindside you, keeping you unbalanced and doubting yourself. While they seem all calm, collected, and even caring, I'm just telling you this because I care about you. Surely they have your best interest at heart. Well, this reinforces that trauma bond that you're already fighting with, that you're already dealing with due to the intermittent reinforcement. It keeps you more deeply hooked. Covert narcissists also erode your sense of self. I have said many times that one of the biggest dangers of covert narcissism is that it gets deep inside of you. You are attacking yourself from the inside. A victim of trauma bonding internalizes their abuser's perception of themselves. So let's say you know that they're not helping much around the house and you're getting frustrated with this. You know, they spend countless hours maybe on video games or watching movies. And so you approach them and you ask them to help more around the house. Yet their response is, I do help. More than you know, you just don't see it. You know, you really should pay more attention. And if you were more appreciative of everything I am doing, then I might be willing to help more often. So you walk away thinking to yourself, wow. I really should pay more attention. Maybe I'm not seeing it. What's wrong with me? You know, I I should be more appreciative. He's right and I I should just, you know, thank him for the things he is doing. I'm really not that good of a person, am I? Well, this started with a conversation about their behavior or lack thereof and somehow ended up with you feeling bad about yourself. This is so incredibly common in a relationship with a covert narcissist. This is where gaslighting plays such a big part. So if you, haven't, if you haven't heard about gaslighting or you haven't looked that up, look that up. You, you come to them and express that you're lonely in the relationship, that you're struggling maybe with not feeling connected to them. And they say, yeah, I know. I try to get closer to you all the time, but you push me away. Wait, what? You're coming to them talking about their defensiveness and they say, you know, you really are so brittle. You just, you really should get some help. You're so sensitive to everything. And you walk away believing that you are the problem. Well, I I do feel distant. I probably have been pushing them away. You know, I've not felt very close to them. I really shouldn't be this way. Maybe I need to work on me. Maybe I need to go get therapy. Again. This conversation started with you expressing your feelings, trying to be open and honest with them, and ended up with you feeling bad about yourself. Now, while it is true you may need therapy, it might not be for the reason that you think. They are really good at convincing you of things about yourself that simply are not true. Like creating the chaos, this is an effective way to keep you off balance. And when you're off-balanced and unstable, you are more dependent on them. I mean, they surely seem to be the stable one. So clearly you need them. I mean, what would you ever do without them? Many victims of covert narcissistic abuse have been so convinced by their abuser that they are worthless, hopeless, useless, would never be able to exist without them, that you could never make it on your own. They might even say, you know, it's a good thing that I'm here to watch out for you. It's a good thing that I'm here to take care of you. This is just another layer to that trauma bond. One more piece of the trauma bond development that I would like to mention here is the way that they ruin your joyful moments. How many good times or times that should have been good did they destroy over the years of your relationships? How many holidays? Vacations, birthdays, family reunions, weddings, job promotions, social events. Why? Why do they do this? Yet another way to keep you off balance. On either a conscious or subconscious level, they want your joyous memories to be attached to their punishment of you. Their criticism. They're minimizing remarks, their abuse. They would rather your focus be on their bad behavior than on the positive things that are going on in your life. They don't like it for you to gain fulfillment from anything outside of them. They so badly want your attention to be only on them. Whether it's good attention or bad, it doesn't matter. They are extremely threatened by any positive attention that you get outside of them. So they condition you to associate these feelings of fulfillment that you are getting socially or in your job. They condition you to associate these feelings with fear, obligation, and guilt. They deflate your excitement. And instead, they fill you with destructive stress. So now you begin to avoid anything outside of the relationship that brings you pleasure. It's not worth it. You don't pursue a hobby that you had been excited about. You end friendships that had been important to you. You quit visiting family members that you love and care about. None of this is worth the price that it takes. Covert narcissists are notorious for ruining anything special in your life. They have a special ability to sabotage your friendships, your jobs, your special recognitions, your occasions, your life while at the same time keeping you more and more hooked in their web. Trauma bonding is a powerful bond to an unhealthy situation. It causes the victim to behave in specific ways, such as taking all the blame, doing all the apologizing, fixing everything for the relationship. Why? To avoid further mistreatment. To avoid the intimidation, the cruel words, the minimizing attitudes. In a deep-seated trauma bond, the victim may even develop a sense of gratitude towards their abuser for the moments of breadcrumbs that they get. Listen to what I just said. You actually end up grateful for the moments of positive behavior that you get from them. You end up grateful to them for being allowed to survive in their world. Victims can feel like it's an honor when they receive even the smallest amount of positive attention from this otherwise cruel and abusive person. Trauma bonding is a real thing, and it is a danger to your health, your mental health, your your physical health, emotional health, your psychological health. Next week, I'm going to be looking at ways to break free from that trauma bond. It's time to get out of it, and that time starts right now. It's time to loosen its grip on you to take away that power and set yourself free to live life for you. And I hope that you can join me next week as we look into how to break this trauma bond. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website, at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are C-N-G, as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.